This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for joining me and making this a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. I hope that you've had a good week so far. Uh, it's only the start of it, of course, with it being Tuesday, but that's not stopped it from rolling around to another match day. And that's what we are experiencing Today in the Champions League, the Arsenal squad have flown out to Spain, to Seville, to face Sergio Ramos and Sevilla's sides uh, in what is probably a a must-win. I think it's a bit of a must-win, really. I mean, Arsenal's defeat to Lons in the Champions League group stage, second round, despite a really good start you know, against PSV, I think put things into something of a perspective uh, for Arsenal. So, yeah, I think there is absolutely a... A necessity to to win this game. So hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we can achieve that. Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Thank you so much for doing so. Um, on to A1, to Pikahu, to Matt G. Good morning to Johnny, uh, Jalali, uh, Martin. We've got Sweating Merlot. We've got uh, Stephen, Rowan, uh, Jimbo. And thank you to those as well that have continued to donate to uh, my other half's cause. It is very much appreciated. A link if you would like to donate to um, raising money for the Wisdom Hospice, which is a, a place near us, which cared for both of our late grandfathers. She's running the London Marathon uh, to raise money for that. So there's a link in the description if you would like to, only if you can, and only donate if you can. Um, even just retweeting the tweet on the TGT account is is certainly something I would encourage you to do if you can do that. Uh, as a minimum, that'd be absolutely amazing. Um, we are going to be doing this show in kind of three parts. Uh, the first part of the show is going to be very normal. We're going to be talking through the news, um, but also we're going to be looking specifically uh, at the the, uh, the the game tonight as well. So hopefully we can we can end up doing that as well. Um, let's uh, jump though into our stories, shall we? For today, we kick off um, with our claims that the PGMOL. And the apologies associated with that are wide of the mark, is what suggestions are at the moment, because there were claims and were reports. I say reports. It was more 
it was more kind of people online suggesting that there would be a, an apology from the uh, from the PGMOL, and uh, that is, as far as I'm aware, uh, a bit wide of the mark. So, uh, yeah, sadly, I'm not expecting an apology. I'm not expecting anything to come through from them, um, and for them to to kind of give us anything in the, you know, in what we expect to be a. Uh, kind of what's the word I'm looking for uh, ownership of their mistakes I guess so yeah uh, we're not expecting that to uh, to happen at the moment uh, moving forwards uh, oh I've gone too far forwards there we go that's, that's the slide I want that's keyboards being sensitive today um, yesterday I was at London Colney Arsenal's training ground for the latest information regarding team news uh, seeing the boys train for the first 15 minutes or so of training session no I did not meet with the dog the wait goes on sadly that didn't happen um, but uh, you know every day is a day closer to the eventually that happening so maybe maybe it will but um that was great to see some fantastic uh, news in the fact that 24 players of our 25 were at the training ground. The only one that obviously wasn't is Isurian Timber, who continues to be out. But Arsenal have a near perfect squad now available to them and to take to um, Seville. We know that Aaron Ramsdale has travelled. Mikel Arteta confirmed that his press conference. We're going to talk about that in a second as well. But uh, overall, really positive news surrounding um, not only, of course, the, the training ground, not only, of course, the, the availability, but seeing all the players in fine spirits after what was, I think, to them a bit of a disappointment. Um, there's some interesting stories kind of about how the players were not pleased at all after the defeat, uh, after the draw, sorry, um, because they'd not gone on to win it. And that's the attitude of the team. That is the attitude. Uh, Zuntar says, did you ask why Fabio Vieira didn't play? Yes, purely tactical. There is nothing... Um, there's there's nothing regarding kind of uh, um, any other stories to this. It is purely a tactical decision that uh, that he didn't play. So there you go. Um, I hope that answers any of your questions that uh, that you had on the Fabio Vieira thing. It was purely being left out for tactical reasons. So let's yeah, let's talk about the press conference because uh, it's it's really important that we uh, kind of hear from the manager after he's obviously made these um made these these decisions regarding you know Raya and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of specific uh, specificity about the decision making that's gone on he was asked um about whether or not Ramsdale was in the squad to which he said yes um but also the fact that uh David Raya and whether or not he's under pressure at the moment. And he says, I haven't seen that at all. Um, he was asked about if it's unrealistic that people expect him to constantly change the goalkeeper. And he says, I don't know. It depends on where that is coming from. Is it someone from football when errors are part of football and mistakes happen from defenders for strikers and for goalkeepers for sure? No. And it's interesting that he says, I don't know where this is coming from because it's coming from him. <laughs> he's the one that said that they would change the goalkeeper. He's the one that said that he's been tempted to change the keeper in one game, not just specifically between games, but actually as a substitution. So it's a bit odd uh, that he came back with. I don't know. It depends where it's coming from because it's it's come from him. So, yeah, I think he may regret some of those comments that he's made at Everton uh, when he first brought David Raya into the setup. So, yeah, he was asked if there's added pressure as a goalkeeper. And he says there is a pressure of playing for big clubs where you have to win and you have to be at your best and you have someone next to you that is pushing you every single day. But we can go player by player or position by position. You will tell me what's happening with the left back, the holding midfielder. You've asked Jorginho a question already and Gabriel Jesus is here. And there's another question on that. That's the debate and that's the beauty of the game as well as the fact that you have a lot of options is going to make those talks more frequent. 
I I know that he is dismissive of people kind of questioning like his selections and and who's going to play where but he has to be humble enough to expect that if he starts saying things like I'm going to change I want to change the keeper within one specific game you're going to get questions about whether or not Raya should continue after he's made some mistakes that's just natural so I think maybe he needs to be a little bit more composed uh, when these types of questions come around there was a really important question that was asked during the game uh, sorry, during the press conference, which was uh, on if there is any concerns over racist abuse tonight um, or tomorrow night being tonight, of course, when it was asked following the incidents in Sevilla's last game against Real Madrid. And he said Sevilla reacted in a really strong and quick way, which was great. Uh, let's enjoy a beautiful football atmosphere. It doesn't get much better uh, than here. And I'm just hopeful that we can only talk about football and enjoy that atmosphere tomorrow. Um, I certainly took that as, you know, we can only talk about the football because there won't be any incidents, hopefully, fingers crossed tonight. But sadly, uh, can never be 100% ruled out. And I hope that if there is any incidents that they are dealt with in the right way and as swiftly as possible, that fan that had been identified in the Real Madrid-Sevilla game has been dealt with. So that's obviously a positive, but there does need to be more stringent deterrence for supporters, specifically in Spain, where there is continually issues. Uh, it's not to say that there isn't issues elsewhere. There certainly is. But Spain has got this very difficult relationship with these racist incidents within stadiums. So fingers crossed, really, really strong punishments can be made, whether that's, you know, games being played behind closed doors to deter you know fans from doing it. But then that leads to other, other doors opening in the sense of, would then, you know, rival fans hop into the home end of a ground and then start doing things so that it affects the home atmosphere and then the home advantage. It's very difficult to balance these things. So hopefully there are no incidents tonight. But you can read and listen back, of course, to the full press conference on the London website and you can watch the full press conference on the Arsenal way as well. So I encourage you to do so. Um, I also encourage you, of course, as always, to check out the one, the only NordVPN, which can bring you, of course, all the safety and security that you need online so that where you're anywhere in the world, you can hop back to your home nation and watch the things that you're typically unable to do so when you might be on holiday or vice versa. You can hop over from where you are at home to somewhere else in the world where there are programs and things available on the likes of Netflix, etc., that you aren't able to access when you're in your home country. It is a brilliant tool, certainly one that has helped me and others that watch the channel as well. Uh, you can get an additional few months off a two-year plan and some money off that too with going to the link nordvpn.com slash guna. And if you're not happy with the service for whatever reason, although I doubt that you would be, you can get a 30-day money-back guarantee as well. Right, we're going to move to part two, which is not your questions. It is a preview of tonight's game against Sevilla with a very special guest. We're joined by Mike. Mike, how are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? I'm very well, thanks, Tom. Great you to are be my here. reliable uh, associate when it comes to these 8 a.m. previews, being based <laughs> where you are based, of course, over... Uh, yeah, it's sort of easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> very easy indeed. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's good to see you, good to speak with you once again. How are you feeling about this game in particular? Probably slightly different than I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, mm. Obviously, we... We're possibly expecting a little better at the weekend. Mm. And we certainly weren't expecting Sevilla to get the boost of a draw against Real Madrid. So, yeah, just a, a, and it's an important game. It's, it's one that is critical to our Champions League campaign. Mm. And results go against us. 
we could find ourselves bottom, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Can we actually go bottom? We can, can't we? Because Sevilla beat us and PSV win against Lons, then all of a sudden we're on the three points yeah. and we're bottom of the group. Um, so. Equally, of so course, just... we can find ourselves top as well if things go Absolutely. our way. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Not, not to put a dump on it straight from the get-go. but yeah, uh... Thanks for that, Mike. That's really brightened up my morning. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think... Uh, I please. There is obviously threats involved in this. Uh, the man on the screen here, Yusuf Enaziri, had striker link with Arsenal in the past. You know, certainly is going to be one of those threats. Arsenal are going to have to navigate sure. Sergio Ramos and co as well in the defensive line. Um, I did check that start I came up with yesterday, which was this is the first competitive game that Sergio Ramos has played in against Arsenal since that famous Thierry Henry goal in the Bernabeu. It has been that long since wow. Sergio Ramos played Arsenal. Um, do you remember that game, Mike, back in 2006? I do, I do. Yes, it was uh, quite um, a special evening. If, if it, was. To say. it was, it was, and let's hope for another one tonight. Let's put it back on mm. the positive. Yeah, we won't see Thierry and running through, but we might see uh, some other players. So I think it's uh, probably apps that we now switch to who we think, or not who we think, but who we would like to start this game. Mike, we start with your team. Um, oh, that was that transition like perfect with Erdogan. Oh, look at that. You see how like Erdegaard just merges from one slide to another. I didn't realize That's I'd done so that. Cool. That's, that was that was <laughs> glorious. Great work, like that a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, talk me through. Uh, talk me through your team, mate. Okay, as you said, this is a preferred team. I think there's one probable change to what's in front. But just in case you're listening to this, it's Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Tommy, uh, Rice and Party, Erdegaard, then Saka. Jesus and Martinelli is the starting 11 of what is likely to be a squad game, I think. Mm. Um, and Odegaard, just our man. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, he's due, a, he's due a performance that we know he's capable of. Mm. Have you yeah. been worried about the form that we've seen in some of these games? Like Spurs, he was quiet. Man City, he was okay, but still quite quiet. And then obviously he was near invisible against Chelsea. Is that is that worrying you? I look, every player has a has a time when they're not at the best. I think that, um, I think that potentially, obviously, was coming back off two was it two ninety minute performances for Norman. Yeah, yeah. So I think right. of the international break and one which obviously psychologically probably wasn't very ha uh, happy. Yeah. Um, and so, and I think, and I think the Premier League. Some Premier League teams, some of the more astute managers have worked out uh, have worked out that he's a man to try and nullify in terms of how they position, how they set up. Odegaard gets a free run, some spaces, and he'll cause damage. And certainly Chelsea's midfield at the weekend was athletic, was on his case constantly. So uh, uh, it's probably on my radar being a, rather than being a, a major concern at this stage but uh, I think he's big enough and ugly enough to to push through this and, and get back to where we know it can be yeah absolutely I, I I agree I would start him in this game I wouldn't drop him I think it's the only way you get players into form is by playing them and given the opportunity which is it's one of the reasons actually why I've I've gone a slight change to your team uh, and gone with Kai Havertz uh, as a centre forward which I think you know it's, it's not you know a controversial decision by any means he really impressed me when he came on against Chelsea and you know, Jesus didn't have the best of games against Chelsea. I know that that's a slight contradiction to saying that players can play themselves into form by playing. But there are some times, I think, where you can um, switch some players in and out. And I think that, you know, against the likes of Sergio Ramos, we might need that 
aerial ability, that ability to win those um, those aerial duels. And so certainly Kai Havertz comes into the side. Uh, for me, I'd, I'd like to see him given an opportunity. I'm really kind of not... I think done might be, say, too harsh, but I'm kind of finished with the whole midfield role of, of Havertz. I want to see him given opportunities playing as close to the box as possible because I think that's the best chance we've got of, of you know, raising his uh, his confidence and the ability of him to, to get involved more so in games. Um, a question, Dave says, is Fabio Vieira fit? I just want to re- reiterate this. I was told at the training ground yesterday that his absence from the Chelsea game was purely tactical. He was training yesterday. He was there. He was fit. He was fine. Uh, and it was purely tactical that he was left out of the game on Saturday. So he should be, unless it's, again, tactical reasons, um, to be left out of the squad again. So, yeah, let's let's see. That said, they did say it was tactical reasons for Gabriel, and people have made their own minds up about that at the start of the season too. So uh, it's not to say that people aren't still going to have their own opinions about why certain players are being left out. But the rest of the team is the same as Mike's, Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Tommy Asupate, Rice, uh, Odegaard, Sakamano. I suppose, Mike, the bigger talking point as well is, is Aaron Ramsdale being included in this. Um, he has travelled, as uh, Arteta confirmed, I've been going back and forth about this. Yesterday, I, I talked quite strongly, and I know that you on the channel have talked quite strongly about your desire to see Ramsdale. And uh, I was speaking to a friend of mine, Wayne, who uh, in a group, and he sent an interesting kind of statistical uh, kind of image through because uh, he's still very much on the side of, I think, Raya should continue, to which he said, graphic and I'll read you through the stats uh, they've both played now six games in all competitions they've both had 540 plus minutes of action um Raya 241 passes to Ramsdale's 167 192 successful passes for Raya 111 for Ramsdale 79.7% passing accuracy for Raya 66.5% for Ramsdale 91 long passes for Raya 79 for Ramsdale 44 successful for Raya 24 for Ramsdale. So that's 48.4% success rate on those for Raya and 30.4 for Ramsdale. 305 touches for Raya, 211 for Ramsdale. 50 times possession was lost with Raya. 57 times possession was lost with Ramsdale, uh, which means that there's a 16.4% of possession loss for Raya and 27% possession loss for Ramsdale. So even though that I've been sitting here and, you know, Agreeing with you now, but I'd like to see that Ramsdale given the opportunity to, to stake his claim again. Those stats are pretty one-sided, uh, it's fair to say. Yeah, they're, they're, they're surprising, but they are what they are. Uh, I think um, there is... There's no doubting that Ray is a good keeper. I mean, it's not... Uh, it's not because I think Ray is dreadful that, mm. that I would. I think Ramsdale is is worth a shout. I've actually been much as though I'm a, a, an advocate for giving Ramsdale another a, a, another crack at this. I, I've been swinging a little bit on this one, probably more so than any any of the past two or three games, um, because if, if there is a if there is a, 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 a there is a school of thought that Ramsdale uh, isn't quite as 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 good as Ray in the air. Uh, it's severe, which we think they might might push a lot of balls in through the uh, in the air through box in the air in the air to, through into the box. Then, uh, and that's why I think I've gone for Tommy as well. I want someone who can compete mm. with Ramos, who's whichever way you slice it, uh, irrespective of, of of whether he's seventy nine or not. Uh, 
the reality is he's probably one of still probably one of Europe's most dangerous players in the opposition box. Um, and, and although Raya hasn't been on the eye test, hasn't been particularly convincing uh, picking balls out of the air, theoretically, that's one of his strengths. So, and then the, maybe there's a Spanish thing as well. So I have been flipping a little bit on on is this the game to throw Ramsdale in or would he be better mm. coming in at the weekend against Sheffield United when um, when it's back at back at Planet Familiar um, and, and that's a good way to put him back in. So mm. I, I think Ray will start. I, I do think um, Arteta will start Ray tonight. Uh, uh, Ramsdale yeah, might I'm... do. I'm 50-50. I really am. I, I, I really don't know. Um, it's difficult. I know Arteta's very stubborn. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and so he might, you know, despite he just he might have been considering playing Ramsdale, but being asked over and over again about yeah, yeah, <laughs> about yeah. it may yeah, change. Yeah, absolutely. You can absolutely, <laughs> absolutely see some petulance maybe uh, sneaking in, and he has to choose who he thinks is the better option for the day. And if he thinks that's Ray, you know, I'm you know as much a supporter of Arteta as. Uh, as the next guy, unless that next guy is like his biggest critic, I suppose. Um, but you know, I think, um, I think for Ramsdale to go, obviously, going through the personal situation he's had recently uh, over the past weekend to then fly out to to Spain, if he goes and then doesn't play, he's gonna think, well, I might as well have stayed yeah. with my newborn baby, you know, in some ways. Sure. Some people might look at it that way, but I think I certainly would if I was in that position, you know. You don't want to miss out on the opportunity to get minutes, but I suppose I guess there would be maybe some frustration because there was like I can tell you for a fact that yesterday when I was at the training ground at eleven o'clock, the decision had not yet been made that Ramsdale was going to fly or not. That's that's what I was told wow. that they'd not yet decided it was going to be decided after the training session, not only from Arteta's perspective but from Ramsdale's perspective whether or not he was going to go. So, and it's it's not to do with fitness or ability; it's to do with the, his personal situation he's got right now, you know, and. I'd absolutely understand if flying out to Spain during what is obviously a really important period um, of, of that stage of, of, of after just given uh, after his wife has just given birth, I think is you know something to consider. So he's flown out there. If he doesn't play, I would be a little, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'd be a little uh, upset for the guy to be honest. Yeah, um, it certainly wouldn't contribute to the uh, Rumsdale being mm. treated harshly. Uh, yeah, and I'm, Rob, I'm just telling you now, it certainly is up to him as well on this specific occasion, it is. And this isn't a discussion or a debate. That's what I am told. So, you know, there you go. Go on, carry on, Mike. I interrupted you, sorry. No, that's, that, if he's flying out, that, that may be a sign as much as we can read anything into anything. Mm. Um, maybe he's been persuaded that, look, this is, um, if I was in his position, uh, and was given the choice of look, look, Aaron, here's your or look, Mike, here's your here's your chance to uh, to get some minutes in this Champions League game. If you can fly out, then I'll be on the plane. Yeah, yeah, and I hope that he does uh, so... start. Yeah, because I think it's it's about opportunity. It's about you know, and for me. I think that the tr that the treatment is what's harsh personally, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think that. Getting us into the Champions League was was a massive, you know, Ramsdale was a massive part of the reason how we got back into the Champions League with his performances last season. And because he didn't start him against PSV, it created a story. It created a story more so than it needed to be. Had Ray, you know, there wasn't really too much 
um, controversy about him starting him against Everton for me because yeah. it was like when soon as Raya came in for the Everton game, it's like, right, you've signed this goalkeeper that's as good as your first goalkeeper. You want to give them both opportunities. It's a great chance to throw in him after the international break. Ramsdale will play against PSV in the Champions League. And then it was like, no, like he's just not in the squad, mm. uh, not in the team at all. And now he's played one game since that international break, which was the Brentford League Cup game. And if you're saying that these goalkeepers are as good as one another and they're pushing each other to, to relegate your number one to just the domestic cups, you know, if you're saying they're as good, then you should be as comfortable using him. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com specifically in those Champions League games. There you go. Um, yeah, and it's and as we said before, it's um, it's the incongruence of, of, of what we've been told initially versus what, what we're seeing in reality now. This is not what Arteta said at the start of the day. It's, it's Ray as the number one. Mm. Um, and I, do you wish you'd just kind of say that? <laughs> yeah, way. I do. Yeah. yeah, we've got your mate in as a... As a um, from Brentford as the goalkeeper coach. Uh, and uh, now, Ray, you're the number one. Ramsdale, go find yourself another club where you can play football and be appreciated. <laughs> we'll wait and see if that turns out to be the case. Right, we're going to go into the chat box a lot more. Uh, yeah, we'll see, go into the chat box and uh, tackle some more of your questions uh, in part three. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat books then, shall we? And uh, and go into them. Uh, Jen Ali says, Tom, could you please shout out to my beautiful seven-year-old mini Schnauzer Lucy, who will be laid to rest last night. She would be sharing an early morning with me in LA, watching the Arsenal games, uh, RIP to Lucy. Jen Ali, I'm so sorry for your loss, mate. Um, I absolutely empathise uh, with what it's like losing uh, pets from you know through close family members who you have done so i know what you're going through um and uh, i hope that you uh, can move on very calmly with it and the rest of your family as well um martin says the raya situation is exactly the sort of scenario elliot was referring to the other week persisting with something until it costs us which is almost which almost did against city and it effectively did on Saturday. Is that, I think, a fair representation? I'm not necessarily sure that it is because the, the statistics, as we've been showing, show that Raya is is doing a lot, you know, in games and is is certainly upgrading in certain areas as well of what Ramsdale does. But if you persist with that style of playing it short and you're seeing these big things like Palmer and Alvarez, eventually it will come back to bite you, surely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh... I mean, it, it, you've got to look at the opposition we've played. 
with them both as well. I, I, I think you can't just sort of say, hey, look, here's a bunch of stats. Um, and as has already been said um, in the chat box there, uh, it isn't, it, the, there's the eye test there as well. And I don't think it's, mm. uh, it doesn't just, Ray was brought, or, or one of the reasons why Ray was light initially was his, his apparent calmness on the ball. Yeah. There hasn't been a calm in the last couple of games. Uh, and, and one instill confidence in those around him. And I think that's important too. So um, to say that it effectively cost us on Saturday, well, I think it maybe didn't help. Um, certainly that his positioning was not where I would be on a cross or mm. I expect a goalkeeper to be on a cross. But yeah. Me- it's not about it's not about one keeper being and I, and I want to keep on reiterating this. It's not about one keeper being bad and the other one being great. It's about um, it's about giving them both a a, a chance to continue yeah. to grow, to continue to do the best for, for, for the team. It's 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 not about whether you're in the Ramsdale camp or the Raya camp. It's about um, it's about uh, what's best for us right, right now to get the results we need. And this yeah, is a no, big fr- one tonight. Frankly, I couldn't give a toss who starts and goal as long yeah. as we win. <laughs> I don't, yeah, know, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't <laughs> care less who starts and goal if we're winning. I don't care. But obviously, the performance against Chelsea from Raya had an impact on the result. Hence why it is now a discussion. Um, and hence sure. why we are talking about it. Um Sophie, good to see you in the chat box, my friends. Uh, Hybrid Squad, make sure you're subscribed if you're not already. Um, Sophie says Zinchenko has cost us, and yet he still gets picked. I, both of us chose Tommy Asu, Mike, in our squads for tonight. Did you do that? I know you mentioned that, like the physicality that he brings with players that Severe have got, but is there also something to do with Zinchenko's performances that made you pick Tommy Asu for your team? No. Uh, in a, <laughs> to, to be Fair absolutely enough. frank, it was it was. Um, if, if I dare be tactical, it was really, uh, I see the threat from Sevilla being being in the air. And I think mm. Tommy provides us, in the same way that Tommy was brought in last season for uh, against Liverpool for a, mm. a, a reason that he yeah. just might be the best fit. I, I think it's a similar case for tonight. Um, uh, I haven't a problem with, with Zinni. We know what he brings in terms of, in terms of uh, advancing the play progressing the play, whatever you want to call it. Mm. But we know that he's not... I thought he defended quite well against City, actually. I didn't think yeah. he did a, a great deal wrong. I was actually quite impressed. He did sit a little further back. Um, so, but but because it's on people's agenda, uh, he doesn't quite get there. Um, then, uh, then the rest of his... Then a, a ten, 10 good defensive actions he's taken during a game will be forgotten. I, I, so think I think that's, that's because it's there. Yeah, go on. The, there are obviously he's not as strong a defender as Tommy, as mm. Ben White, as the two guys in the middle who were fantastic. Um, but what he brings in terms of allowing us to progress is, I think, is equally as if not more important than than him being a, the best left back in the Premier League. Mm. And I think you know, left back's a loose term because he plays all over the place. Yeah. You know? And um, I, I like Zinchenko as a footballer. I think that he brings um, so much suffocation in certain games to the opposition because 
you know, where you've got that extra midfielder basically playing out, you can trap the opposition in their own half. And I think we did that against Bournemouth, if I use that example. Sure. I I think with Tommy Asu, what you get is someone that is obviously a lot more astute, but is learning to play that system. You know, he is against when he came on against Chelsea, he was immediately like between Rice and, and Jorginho and Rice and, and then Smith Rowe when he came on as well. He was up with the midfield. He was really inverted when he came on. So it's not just you're changing you know, the structure, the, ch- the structure isn't necessarily changing all that much with Tommy coming in because he's being expected to play more like Zinchenko. But he showed great composure in moments again. There was a moment against Sterling, I think, in the Chelsea game where he showed fantastic defensive physicality and ability to, to stop um, Sterling from having an impact on the game. So certainly that's that's a real positive to, to focus on. I think on. it's been fantastic to have them both. I, again, mm. I think the, 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 the option, the, the horses for courses thing is... is... Uh, is I think where I'm at it on, on this, um, and if Tommy can pop up in the box occasionally and knock a head down to to create a uh, to be part of a winning goal against City, in your company, he's, he's been great this season. I, I've mm. really enjoyed it when Tommy's coming on. Yeah, he has. He, I think he's been one of the um, un, most underrated players. I think in our yeah. squad this season, Tommy. Yeah. So I know he had the red card against Palace, but that wasn't a red card, yeah. and you know. It was a ridiculous decision, and maybe that's kind of clouded a few people's minds on Tommy. But he has been, I think, one of the most underrated players in the squad this season. Um, Lawns on highlights says TGT is Timber going to be fit for the second half of the season? I mean, you'd need a massive boost for him to be available for January. The earliest we expect him to be back is is potentially um, is March, but even then, that's that's if everything goes perfectly in his recovery. So. I would be looking more towards April, maybe even the last few games of the season in May, uh, to be honest, for for Timber. I would not be getting your hopes up about a January or February return. But, you know, crazy things have happened, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Amira says, the clip of Eddie's shot against Chelsea is going around Twitter and people are criticising him for it. Are you also convinced that he can never do anything right to fans unless he's leaving Arsenal? I- I've not necessarily seen that. I wasn't necessarily on Twitter low yesterday because I was stuck on the M25 for three hours um but uh i'm just going to do a quick search now have you seen anything mike regarding criticism no. of Nketia? no i thought i thought he did really well to get there uh, and so to actually I. sort of put the general direction of a goal so uh, no I, don't, I haven't seen anything at all yeah i'm just trying to scroll down. i mean if if i'm i'm at the top of my Nketia tweets and it's coming up and nothing nothing towards that effect is coming up i've had to scroll down quite far um Someone says, sick to death with some of the Eddie slander. That chance after the Trossard equaliser, he did exceptionally well to get his boot to it. Unfortunately, a whisker wide, not an easy chance there. If that was Jesus, it would be, ah, so unlucky. But because it's Eddie, the energy is not the same. I'm just watching it back. So the ball is played long. Eddie gets in behind. He's got a take on, I think it's Thiago Silva, and he stretches to get his foot to it and nearly, nearly gets it just, just wide of the goal. And it is incredibly close. It's like a yard. And in that position, you think a yard's quite a lot. But actually, from the position that he was in on the right-hand side to go across Sanchez and try to get it in the corner, it's an incredibly difficult chance. So I I really don't get the criticism of Eddie from that specific chance. I mean, if that's the chance that you're using to bash Eddie with, I think you're probably doing more damage to yourself and exposing your own uh, you know, view of, of Enketia as a player as well. Um, let's go to Ali, who says, at what point will we see Smith-Rowe and Vieira get meaningful starts in their preferred positions? I get that Odegaard is the captain and the highest paid player, but both could offer solutions to our current problems. Do you think that either of those two will get starts over Odegaard? Not in this lifetime. 
Mm. Um, I think um, I, I think if anyone was to, if Odegaard wasn't available, I think he'd be looking to Havertz, to be honest, because Havertz quite mm. has played that position before. He's done quite well in it. Mm. ESR, I would, I would absolutely love it if he succeeded and, and just took the next step up. But he's he's not. He hasn't. Um, he's he's the team's moved on uh, from where it was two years ago when he excelled in this team. Uh, and to date, he hasn't moved with the team. Now I know he's got injury. He's had injuries, etc. And there's nothing I'd like to see better than than, than ESR take a step up. But uh, at the moment. Arteta doesn't fancy him and he's done nothing to disprove otherwise on a pitch. So, um, sad though it is, uh, I think both ESI and Vieira are squad players. We'll get a game against West Ham, uh, which is next week, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah. West Ham um, uh, on Wednesday, the 1st of November. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but I don't think they're going to get meaningful starts in the big games unless there's a dramatic injury crisis to be honest yeah and and, and to be honest you know Odegaard is f- so clear of those two like Odegaard is a world-class player Smith Rowe is has got talent you know to maybe become that one day Vieira's got talent um but let's not pretend like they're close to Odegaard in terms of ability because they're not you know they and I mean that with all the respect in the world to both of them but Odegaard is Absolutely. on a different plane of a footballer to those two. He's had some poor games. He's had some games where he's not impacted it as much as we would like. And Smith Rowe, to be fair to him, came on and, and did more against Chelsea than Odegaard did in, in that entire game. And that happens, you know. So, I mean, you think about how Vieira started the season with the contributions that he had, you know. But let's not pretend that, you know, just the, the foundation of those players are on very different levels to one another. And you're more, you know, if you're playing in a Champions League final, who on earth are you starting out of those three? It's Odegaard without question there's not even a debate and that's the level of difference there is between those players but I think in regards to when they're going to get chances you know as you say the West Ham game next week you'd imagine Smith Rowe and Vieira could get chances in that specific fixture and I would like to see them come off the bench in certain games in certain positions you know I think Vieira has shown that he can contribute on the left-hand side and link up with Martinelli really really well Martinelli's been out for a bit which obviously has meant they couldn't link up as much but he had those assists against I think it was what Fulham that he came on and got the assists against um He's he is an impactful player, um, so yeah. Let's let's wait and see what happens. Uh, Sophie says we want Smith Rowe to work so badly being a hairlender, but it's not every hairlender is is Saka, and it's so true. I think the fact Cheers. you know, if 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 Smith Rowe was imagine that Smith Rowe was Vieira, and I mean to be honest, you know who has contributed more in the last two seasons, and I know that Smith Rowe has has been injured, but this season and last season. If you were to keep one of the two based upon output, it's Vieira over Smith Rowe. So, and that's kind of where we're at. But if you took the Halen side of things out of it, you took the emotion out of it, I think it becomes a much, much easier choice. But it's not an easen choice because, of course, he's, you know, a Halen graduate and uh, and certainly very, very talented as well, with plenty of uh, of plenty of potential as well. And, and look, it's it's great that we've got them in our squad for right now. It, mm, absolutely, it's um. To have the option there, we look at our bench now and it's a completely different level of quality than it was or than it has been for a considerable amount of time. And yes, of course, we want, we'd rather have someone come in for the Arteta is keen on playing rather than someone who's going to sit on the bench all the time. But at the, the end of the day, um, we do want to, we do, we do want to step up. We do want to, 
Um, we do want the strongest possible squad, but um, mm. right now, I, I, I think uh, I think ESR and uh, and Vieira are good squad players, which will give our first sixteen or first fifteen or sixteen a chance <laughs> to get a rest. Um, Sophie raises the argument point, which is if we want to win titles, we still need to upgrade though. Vieira, not good enough. Eddie, the same. Smith Rowe, the same. Jorginho needs to go. Let's be ruthless everywhere. I agree in the sense that I think Vieira and Smith Rowe, from your point, Mike, you know, are good enough squad players. Are Smith Rowe and Vieira ever going to be good enough to start for Arsenal, do you think? No. Do you therefore think that we should try and sign players that are good enough to start and compete with the likes of Erdegaard? And B, is that even possible? Well, that, it's the B that's the issue. Um, ideally, of course, it, it would be great if we had 24 players who could yeah. walk into any first team in the, in, in the Premier League. But that's not going to happen because the level of player or the level of quality in those players, it would be very difficult to persuade them to come and sit on our bench for half of the season. Mm. Um mm. So uh, that's not saying I don't. Um, I think there are better players than ESR for the reason I said before. I think we need somebody who, who Arteta is confident to play if as the need arises. Um, so I, I'm not sure I would. Um, I, I wouldn't stick with them and be happy with them forever and a day. I think both we could still do. There's somewhere in the middle between getting someone who would start for every Premier League team and. ESR and Vieira, which is probably the sweet spot. Mm, and of mm. course, Artist has got to learn how to, um, which he is, um, but he's got to learn how to manage his squad and keep them all happy, isn't it? In the same way that Pep does. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As for Jorginho going, uh, not yet. Uh, not unless we bring Pafana in. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that, like, you know, people say you need, you need to find someone as good as Rice. I don't think you're going to be able to do that. But what I do think you can do is in those types of situations where the starting option is, you know, the, the best of the best, which I think Rice is, you're not going to be able to find somebody that upgrades on him. Now, I say that we shouldn't be looking to replace Nketiah. We should be looking to upgrade on Jesus and then Jesus replaces Nketiah because uh, I think you can do that. I think you can potentially get a centre forward that's either better than Jesus, like an Ozyman, if you can go out and do that. If you can't do that, then you can go out and get a younger striker that you think has got a higher ceiling than Jesus and can develop sure. into somebody better than him. Saka is a bit similar to, to Rice. I don't think you can sign a player. And I think Odegaard falls into that category as well. I don't think you can sign a player that is going to take you beyond those guys. Um, and so, I therefore, I think you need to be a savvy. Jorginho, you know, is the best defensive midfielder in the world in the third position in any squad. There isn't a better third choice defensive midfielder on the planet than Jorginho. Um, and that's what he is for Arsenal. He is, the, he is our third choice DM. And so because of that, I think you can upgrade upon him, but you have then got to convince a player that you've got Partey and Rice in this team at the moment. You're not going to start. Now, Partey could move on, which is another question as well, which I think makes it easier. But then all of a sudden you lose Jorginho and you lose Partey and you're losing a lot of experience in that you're squad. Right. Experience is really important. You know, you look at Chelsea, the amount of money they spent and there's expectations around, you know, what they're going to do. But really, they've only got Thiago Silva as an experienced figure in that group. And that's why it's not meshing because you need to have, you need to have kind of these. Um, I use the example. I think who's it? I was, it was on a previous show. I was talking about connects. Remember connects when you were younger, like the the 
they're like the uh, toys that used to like um, connect different things together and they had little connecting oh, parts. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was like a circular one that had loads of like different entrances for different um, rods and stuff for, to make the big structures with. And like you need those types of connecting figures in your group because if you don't, you're relying on quite a lot of luck. Um, so I think that having somebody like that is is really, really important. Um we're going to be coming to the end of the show very shortly. So any last uh, queries uh, will get your thoughts on um, Faluso's injuries impair players' consistency. It's not the player's fault either that they get injured, but the duty is more on the player to get back to full fitness and form. And Sabro says, a meal with minutes is a great asset to have, though. I think people underestimate what he adds to our game. He's a goal threat off the bench and something that we desperately needs it's again it's really difficult to you know not want a player like smith Rowe to to succeed and to do it here it's just the difficulty of seeing whether or not it actually can happen uh we'll finish with this question from rob who says do you think arsenal fans are more reactionary than other fans ray i have sort of zinni negatively um some of these knee-jerk reactions are embarrassing does it happen in other clubs i mean in short answer for me is yes but what do you think mike <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't see any other fan base um online that responds quite the way that we do i think it's quite special we are you know, unique unique unique, unique <laughs> is the yeah. word. Yes. So look, they, they do certainly um react crazily in other fan bases I, I i don't tend to follow too many um you know i i don't i don't tend to follow too many other clubs but twitter send, tends to throw up uh, plenty of their suggested uh, people that i should be following and i see some crazy views um thrown around by man united fans chelsea fans but us arsenal fans are probably the most reactionary of the group but maybe that's just because i uh, follow and i'm immersed more in the arsenal fan base so my view on it is is slightly you know um what's the word i'm looking for um persuaded uh skewed i suppose towards skewed, that. Yeah. yeah uh so there you go but mike thank you so much for your time and joining me this oh, morning so very welcome. much appreciate it very welcome indeed it's been a pleasure as always um and um let's hope for a positive outcome from tonight of course that's yeah. uh, that's what it's yeah. all about yeah, absolutely. Um, we will wait and see uh, whether or not um, we can get the result that we need. I sincerely hope that we do. Frankly, I don't care who starts in goal as long as we win. Uh, I think we yeah. both agree on that point for sure. Uh, as long as we win the game, that's the most important thing in the world. Uh, please do show Mike plenty of love in, in the comment section, the chat box uh, as well. I'd like to say that he's got it really early in the morning to help me with this show, but he hasn't because he's... Uh, no, not this know, time. No. <laughs> time zones uh, have helped out for his attendance uh, on today's morning show. Um, but we very much appreciate it. Now, I did discuss this in the Discord server uh, yesterday. Uh, we didn't do a preview show yesterday because I've recognized that moving the show to 5 p.m. for the previews makes it very difficult for a lot of people to come on. So we are going to be moving the preview shows back to a later time to help uh, the accessibility for more of our members to come on and have a chat about games. So do look out for the um, the preview for the Sheffield United game probably Thursday around 9 p.m. UK time. So um because obviously people are working and most of most of the people around are you know based either in the uk or in the us and and that makes things quite difficult with work and things like that so um hopefully people can still jump on hopefully you can still get involved um but yeah i look forward to uh to speaking with all of you in the wake of tonight's game probably over on the arsenal way we'll have an immediate match reaction and then tomorrow morning at 8 a.m uh, of course we'll be bringing you uh the reaction show i, I will obviously give you a lot of uh What's the word? Warning uh, regarding when the clocks here in the UK go back. That is happening soon. Because what I remember happening last year is I didn't yes. say anything. 
And then I did a show at like what I would describe as 8 a.m. here. And then people were like, where's the show? And like, it's an hour extra. So if it's if you don't have daylight savings like we do here in the UK, it's going to be an hour later in the mornings uh, at some point because 8 a.m. will be a different time here than it has. But I'll give you plenty of warning when that is. I think it's uh, might be like the 29th or something like that. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you. Uh, I'll keep you informed as to when that's this. Martin says this Sunday. So yeah, uh, well, uh, I'll let you know uh, and give you plenty of warning of when that is uh, is going to happen uh, the day before it happens. Uh, but thank you to Mike again. Really appreciate your time, mate. Um, and uh, yeah, we will see all of you very soon on another show. Uh, but stay safe, stay well, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.